Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose, a podcast made possible by Skylife Success, a SkyPass group company. Join Krish Dunham, an author and speaker whose messaging has been described as the junction where God's ability and man's availability meet hope's accessibility. Greetings, dear ones. Hope you're doing well wherever in the world you are. Thank you for continuing to track with us and at least give each episode a listen to. Uh, We're crossing a number of milestones as we go in the number of episodes we have created. But unfortunately, after COVID and the vengeance travel that has begun, our schedules are just jam-packed and getting to you about once a week itself is uh, taking a little bit of effort. But as always, uh, we want to reward your patronage and make sure that we get you some information that is worthy in these chaotic and unprecedented times. Thank you for the kind notes you send, and for those of you who inquire about where you can reach me, it's info at skylifesuccess.com, I-N-F-O, info at skylifesuccess.com. Our next uh, couple of jaunts, after we've already been in India and Detroit area, next week we'll be in Toronto. After that, we'll come back and we'll do Indiana and Missouri. Then uh, we'll go back to Canada. And after that, uh, we'll see ourselves in the broader Middle East uh, with uh, possible engagements in uh, multiple places in the UAE. And then, of course, our uh, corresponding trip to India. The fall itself is picking up with the invitations back in Albania, Kosovo, Macedonia, and Montenegro, as well as uh, two trips to India and then a repeat visit to South Africa where I've been asked to come and speak at a conference in Durban. We'll try to keep you updated. Many of you have asked, how can we pray for the schedules? We don't publish them for a variety of reasons. But if you want to be on that list, just send a note to info at skylifesuccess.com and uh, we'll try to get you our whereabouts in case you want to meet us in person if you're listening from those areas. I know my friends in the Philippines have been anxious for me to come back, but I promise you we're trying to squeeze a trip in before the end of the year. Today I want to talk about uh, the intellectual abyss that humanity is right now on. They're on the precipice of this intellectual abyss. And the reason I call it an intellectual abyss is it seemingly we have arrived at this chasm of unprecedented downfall, but it has been brought on by the intelligentsia and the people who claim to be the erudite, the sophisticated, the academic. So I wrote uh, some time back that the social ruin that is coming about because of this intellectual abyss is not spurred by international affairs such as... uh, China's meeting with Russia that happened recently, and people said, what are two superpowers doing meeting with each other, both of whom have been vilified in the international community at large. But if you follow social trends and international affairs in the anthropology of human history, you'll basically realize that any meeting between China and Russia is for their own self-interest and probably does not bode for the greater humanitarian victory of the rest of the populace. By the same token, Saudi Arabia and Brazil colluding with uh, ways in which would change the very construct of the petrodollar and allow it now to be traded in other currencies. All of this is uh, going to create a destabilization in global currencies. Uh, I know these are not the motivational thoughts you would expect from someone like me, but believe it or not, I actually dabble in this and keep myself current with trends. 
So with Saudi and Brazil uh, working on that, uh, the origins of some of these uh, intellectual catastrophes are not, believe it or not, because of those world-class, world-changing, world-shifting paradigms. The most autonomous and prosperous systems that have ever been created now face their gravest obstacles. And this gravest obstacle is not because of the optimism that challenges us. It is because of the idiocy that taunts us. You heard me right. Record-breaking technological advances are taking place. Uh, I've been dabbling with these AI robots, and I marvel at what they can do. We're just uh, typing in a word, and a paragraph comes back to you almost thinking like you could. Uh, the irony of ironies is artificial intelligence is going to be a mirror of the human condition. And if that's the case, then God help us all because the mirror of the human condition is not exactly brought us to some great victories morally. We may have had some great victories scientifically and we may have had great victories for convenience. But our moral climate is such at an alarming low that uh, it is almost scary where we are. You know, uh, the illustration I want to paint for you is an illustration that many a comedian has talked about as to what actually is exciting humanity today. Granted, I'm guilty of uh, getting sucked into watching some of the stupidity unfold on social media. You know, there'll be three guys sitting on a couch and each of them will twirl a bottle halfway across the room. And on the side, the counter will tell us how many attempts they had till it actually landed uh, either uh, bottom side up or uh, landed on its head and managed to balance. And the moment they accomplished that, these three guys run out of the room with a eureka as if almost they have created a cure for cancer or uh, they have now stumbled on a new discovery for penicillin. But that's entertaining because it's not uh, what, uh, what actually they do. I mean, twirling a bottle, people have been doing since bottles existed. But twirling a bottle is a challenge so that it would land right side up and then have other people watch the number of times they do it. And they themselves mind-numbingly do it for a period of six or seven hours and 150, 180 attempts. And then the commentary is, I mean, they are just marveling at the tenacity of the people who stood at, sat on a couch and threw a bottle across the room. So the comments go in the hundreds, praising them for their tenacity. The number of views go into the millions, obviously now generating ad dollars. So these three people who are not like Henry Ford or uh, Thomas Edison or uh, uh, Andrew Carnegie or uh, Rockefeller or uh, Vanderbilt or any of these industrial giants who changed the shape of history, literally three guys sitting on a couch, and then the number of tests that they do, the number of different uh, tests that they put themselves through, hurling a CD or a, a ROM disk of some kind, and uh, like a Frisbee, and if it actually goes right into the slot off the player, that's a victory. That also calls for a, a big whoopee celebration, hands raised in the air, fists pumped up and down, and clamoring and cheering as if they landed a man on the moon, and at that same token said, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, and um, the lunar race was over. This is, this is what is exciting us. This is fascinating. So I wrote about this. I said, these lads' collective and persevering efforts involve the constant flipping of a bottle, hoping to achieve the improbable landing of the bottle right side up, 20 feet away. Though modest, their ultimate success evokes excitement and enthusiasm that they promptly leave the room to bask in the glory of their achievement. 
This inspiring victory and humanity-saving endeavor offers some respite from the harsh realities of contemporary life while requiring a collective 10 hours of effort to accomplish. As a prize for this achievement, they garner millions of views of their effort on social media. Three people are wasting time and 3.2 million are amplifying that wasted time. Maybe the cry for humanity is not God bless this world or God save this world. Maybe God has to spare this world because with all the intellect we have been given and all the mind we have been given of creator God, we are now participating in mind-numbing stupidity that actually qualifies as an activity. Not only that, it qualifies to have a following. Now, I granted many people have become YouTube sensations doing these things. One person eats a lot. They just sit down and take on challenge after challenge and gorge themselves. Half the world is famished because they don't have food and the other half the world is on a diet because they don't know how to get rid of the weight. And suddenly some person has combined the two and said, you know what, I'm going to put more food in front of me than the rest of the world combined can eat in a day, at least those that are starving, and see if I can polish it off in under 30 minutes. And somehow for that, I'm going to be rewarded as a millionaire because of my social media following. Now, I have no qualms about the fact that if you want to make a living, there are 900 million ways to make a living and more power to you to make a living that way. But if this is what qualifies as success in humanity, we are going to be very quickly propelling on a collision course with absolute absurdity. Entertainment is going to be our downfall. More importantly, passive entertainment is going to be our downfall at an incredibly alarming pace. I don't want to sound like some kind of a killjoy, but ask yourself, what are you entertaining yourself with? Yesterday, we were sitting around and my bride and I were looking at some great courses that were being offered on one of the channels. And she looked at me and she says, I can't believe that they charge for those courses, but all this other drivel is for free. Wouldn't it be nice if those courses were made free so that our intellect would go up? And I thought to myself, the reason they are charging is not because they're against other people having a greater intellect. The reason they're charging is because even if it was offered out there for free, they would have very few takers and the cost of production of putting it up there would be prohibitive. So the only way they can put it up there is hope that a few people would subscribe and actually allow it to be a profitable venture. But you can see any number of dumb activities online that are provided for free for the frivolous entertainment of a people. And some of the great courses of history that talk about civilizations and architecture and the scientific advancements of 5,000 years ago that allowed the pyramids to be built or trying to crudely remanufacture that which Michelangelo did in both art and science. These are things which actually I think will allow humanity to survive because then we can rest on the laurels of yesterday's innovation. But if we fast forward 50 years from now and people look back in the time capsule of our time and say, I wonder what the youth of that, of that time did to allow themselves to uh, be contributors to humanity, the number of people who actually were participating in innovative change that changed their societies and their communities will be overshadowed by the number of people and the millions of views of people who participate in absolute idiocy. Running up to someone on a street and slapping them, somehow having a camera nearby so that everybody thinks it was real. Or we're doing these mock proposals and the girl falls over into the tank, but somehow there's a camera in the background that managed to capture that stupidity. 
people are actually walking around. When I was first growing up and coming into the light of a public eye, I had a mentor who said, be careful, the lights are always on, the camera is always rolling. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a great caveat to realize. You have to be cautious as to when you pick your nose or if you pick your nose in public, if there are 300 cameras in Britain that'll pick it up. While that was the fear, now it is almost a luxury to be photographed doing something stupid because if someone else puts it up under the video of stupidity. Now there is another genre of people who say, listen, I cannot be creative enough to create my own videos, so I'm going to create a following just commenting on videos. So every week they put out a video, their picture is at the bottom, they have their finger pointed to the top half of the screen, obviously some brilliant editorial skills. And the reason I'm going off on a rant is I'm thinking to myself, man, I can talk about this nine different ways from Sunday. But sometimes when I get caught in that loop, I think to myself, I said, you know what? Aimlessly scrolling through this has not added to anything. But aimlessly scrolling through idiocy is actually adding to the pocketbook. So someone has figured out that if they participate in the absolute inane, the absolute mundane, the absolute uh, bottom of the intellectual achievement, that there is a broad base of humanity that will constantly look at those videos and the algorithms will tell the advertisers that this video is worthy of investing in. So we are standing on this precipice of intellectual social ruin. Social media has done a number for the last five years and many people have talked about it ad nauseum. I have gotten off most of social media, the only profile I maintain is on LinkedIn for business reasons. But even on that, you post something that is of a moral value or an intellectual value, and someone will have to take chance with it. Those that agree with it will do three amens, and those that disagree with it will say, this is a platform that is not supposed to be for that. Apparently, you can pray for success, but you can't talk about prayer in a place that actually breeds success. We are in some strange times. Maybe the true and the truth is still in the word that no longer may God bless this world, he already has. I don't think God can even save this world if we continue on this collision course with ignorance. Let's just hope that in his wrath or in his judgment or in his mercy or in his forgiveness, he will look at all of the things that he has created. Maybe look at the chimpanzees of old from whom we supposedly evolved and look at the man that evolved from those chimpanzees and say, you know what? I'm going to leave both of them alone, so maybe they'll have a second chance at it and uh, come along. Of course, that's facetious. But um, yeah, God has to spare this world because if there was a living God and he looked at the world and destroyed it twice over for the ignorance of those times, and you do believe that, man, we are one lightning bolt away from complete extinction. If, if anybody who was creator of this world looked at this world and said, I can't believe this is what passes for existence. Until next time, this is your humble host, Chris Dunham, ranting and raving as always, as Dennis Miller used to say, still ranting after all these years. And maybe a voice like mine is a dying voice in the wilderness, but until you give me a listen, and as long as you give me a listen, I'll try to keep bringing up some of these sarcastic, humorous, anecdotal sayings. So... Next time you find yourself in the doldrums or wonder if you're actually making a contribution to earth, find a bottle, sit at one end, video, videotape yourself, aimlessly throw the bottle across the end of the room. The idea is not that it would land or that it would perform its test. The idea is the way you jump up in euphoria and run out of the room as if you have achieved something. 
That's apparently what gets the thumbs up and the likes and people excited about the fact that you actually made a bottle land right side up and your perseverance needs to be saluted. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you down the road. And that concludes another episode of The Pursuit of Purpose with Krish Dunham, brought to you by Skylife Success. Please subscribe, rate, and visit us on the web at krishdunham.com and skylifesuccess.com, where you can find our social media links and access to additional resources. Till next time, happy learning and happy living.